Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique medicine. Hello, hello. Welcome back, friends. This is Britta. Thanks for joining me here with The Sage and the Song. And if you are new to the show or you're coming back, welcome, beloved. I'm so delighted and honored to share this time with you. And if you haven't yet left the show a rating, please take a few minutes and head over to Apple iTunes podcasts and give it a rating and leave a few kind words if you're so willing. It really helps, you know, the algorithm magic to spread the word and get the show that I am so passionate about to more humans like you. Thank you so much. All right, today, let's talk about cobwebs. Ooh, little spooky creative cobwebs to be exact. So we are heading into autumn. And for me, this feels like a really great autumn topic. We are now officially in Virgo season. And this energy of cleaning up, tidying up, organizing ourselves, our spaces, the psychic uh, virtual, digital, physical, energetic feng shui is calling us forth, my friends. <laughs> and it's also the time that we are getting into the energetics of autumn, the archetypes of autumn. And I have an episode on that coming soon. So definitely check that out for a deeper dive. And yet what I want to say also is that no matter what time in the year you are receiving this download, this transmission, trust the divine timing. Because I believe pretty clearly that we can always clear some creative cobwebs year round. This is a really great practice. So what are creative cobwebs? They are the worst kind of cobwebs because they're not as easy to clean up as the ones that collect in the corners of our rooms. I wish they were, but alas, it's going to take a little bit more effort. So let's define this term. A creative cobweb is a repellent, dusty vortex of stuck energy left as a remnant in the corners of your psyche when you leave your creative projects unfinished. You know the ones I'm talking about, don't you? You know that manuscript that maybe you started and haven't finished, or those five poems that you really love, but they're like not quite there, or those million song ditties in your voice memos that are really beautiful melodies that you haven't put words to or words that are 
a really epic first verse and even a chorus and then it simply got forgotten and ignored in the digital clutter of your iPhone. Or maybe that pile of clothes that you cleared from your closet this summer, but have yet to actually take anywhere to donate and you haven't even actually separated them out. And maybe there's actually clothes in there that in some part of your psyche, you are still holding on to and thinking that you might put back on the hanger, even though you already decided to get rid of them. You know, those types of projects. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, these... These are the creative cobwebs. This can also include digital clutter for sure. The list of ideas on your laptop that make you really depressed every time you look at them because you still haven't taken action and you still feel really passionate about them. Or the pile of emails stacking up that really need to be responded to or Maybe even coming back to the physical realm, the pile of bills and paperwork that are sitting on your desk that scare you away every time you consider sitting down to write or paint or make art or even respond to those emails. So you're getting the idea, right? These are the creative cobwebs. And my love, let's clear. Let's do some clearing. Let's stretch and expand and invite in the Virgo energy of this season, no matter what season you're hearing this in. So this transmission originally came through last year for me. It came through last autumn when I was teaching my mastermind metamorphosis. And in that mastermind, our mission was to generate more prosperity through our creativity. And each month, I would give that group monthly challenges that would move themselves and their work and their vision forward. And this was their very first monthly challenge in this journey. I assigned them this homework of identifying and clearing at least one major creative cobweb that was currently taking up space, physical space, emotional space, psychic space, energetic space. So why did I choose to begin here with this group? There are so many things that we could have done. We could have launched right into the vision, visioning what you're going to create in this journey, visioning what you're going to complete, where should we start? So why would I begin in the place of clearing creative cobwebs? Well, I think we underestimate the power of creative cobwebs to distract, dissuade, and absolutely 100% sabotage our creative power. And when that happens, of course, it affects us really deeply in ways that we may not even be aware of. It affects our mood. It affects our daily flow and productivity and ability to be prolific. It affects our vision and our subconscious belief and even our conscious beliefs of what's possible. And even on a more subtle level, it can begin to be this weight on our psyche, on our subconscious. And even, again, consciously can start to weave this narrative that 
I'm terrible at finishing things. I suck at finishing things. I'm really good at starting projects. I have a million things that I've started. And then I have a million things that I haven't finished. And what does that do to our confidence, right? To our self-esteem, to our self-worth. I shudder to think, right? And yet I know. I know really well and personally and intimately what that does. So though we might not even be able to put our finger on it exactly, I believe our uncompleted projects and commitments really stop us from taking new action. And what's even worse is that they stop us from believing in ourselves and believing that we're capable. We are capable of completing projects and crossing the finish line like a winner, okay? So just like how a physical cobweb traps and collects dust in our space, a creative web traps your creative energy and holds it hostage until you decide that you're going to exert the effort to clean that shit up. So in the spirit of encouraging you, Let's talk about how to actually clear these creative cobwebs so that we can move into the cosmic creator that we are. Hey, beloved, I am taking a quick moment here apart from the episode to invite you if you haven't already. I would love for you to head over to my website, brittagreenviolet.com and hop on my email list. I send out weekly wisdom transmissions. These are love notes from my heart to yours, and they are invitations, practices, rituals, and contemplations for how to create your most luminous life from the inside out, how to generate more prosperity through your creativity, how to weave your esoteric mystical magic into your mundane muggle modality and how to become more prolific as a creator, as a leader, how to become more courageous in your life, in your relationships and in your work. I send out weekly transmissions. I send out a monthly alchemical attunement that comes out near the first of every month that is a theme that carries you through the month it has prompts it has mantras and it has an action step I also send out something I call the goods once a month which is a list of items or resources that are deeply improving the quality of my own life and I love sharing that with you and of course I also send out updates on what I'm up to and what classes I'm teaching and what courses I'm offering and what free gifts I have coming to you so it's the best place to keep up to date with me and my own prolific creatrix archetype and to stay with your finger on the pulse of creativity with me in this beautiful co-collaboration. So thanks for being here on the Sage and the Song, and I hope that you'll take the next step and join me in the digital space. And I can't wait to see you in your inbox. All 
All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's your mission. Should you choose to accept it, my love? Let's clear a creative cobweb and simply see and observe what happens. All right, I'm going to give you a four-step process. Here we go. Step number one. I would love for you to identify at least one unfinished project or creative cobweb. And in particular, I would love to invite you to choose something that is completely attainable to complete within the next, let's say, 60 days. Within the next 60 days. Choose something that is completely attainable to complete. So that's number one. Identify one unfinished project or creative cobweb, and in particular, choose something that you can complete in 30 to 60 days. Number two is put pen to paper or get on your computer and open up a fresh note in Google Docs or Evernote or wherever you do your word processing and write out all the steps, all the steps to complete this project. Please, my love, please, please, please don't skip this this part. This is so important. This is crucial because we have to identify each and every step. If we don't do that, we leave a whole lot in the mystery and that's actually how cobwebs get created in the first place, right? So when you write out the steps, you are actually writing out each unknown problem conundrum that you need to solve. And as you write them down, I really encourage you to include little notes for yourself if you need help, if you're going to need research time, if you're going to need recommendations, if you're going to need suggestions, or if you're going to need support in some shape or form, if you're going to need help. So that is step number two. You're writing out each and every step from exactly where you are until completion. And of course, this is also going to require you to understand what completion is for this project, right? That in and of itself is actually a huge part of this step and really will create a lot of clarity for you because there might be something in your psyche that's thinking, oh, completion means X, Y, Z, right? Completion of this, finishing this song that I started means that I have to upload it to SoundCloud, right? But you actually might decide, you know, completion actually simply means that I write Like I let the song be completed and I have it as a completed version in my voice memos. And then I get to decide what to do with it and where to go with it, right? Maybe you'll put it on SoundCloud. Maybe you'll share it on Instagram. Maybe you'll get so fired up that you'll record a whole album, all right? But we're not there yet. So number two, write out all the steps to completion, which includes deciding what completion actually means. Number three, choose a deadline for this completion and put it on your calendar like a boss, like a boss, uh, like a boss. 
So remember to schedule specific times when you'll actually do the work. This is also really crucial. So not only are you creating a deadline within the next 30 to 60 days, and you are putting the completion date on your calendar, but that also is going to require you to backtrack and create batches of time or intervals of time working where you are actually doing the work on this project. There's a quote from Marie Forleo that I love. I come back to again and again. If it's not on my calendar, it's not real. So put it on your calendar, not only the the timeline and the deadline, but all those action steps that you wrote down, right? All those need to be on your calendar, including the research, including the outreach, including the hiring somebody to edit or whatever that entails, right? All right, number four, final step. Tell someone in your life what you're doing so that they can help hold you accountable. This is what I have found is that trying to hold our commitments in silence and isolation rarely bears fruit. So please ask a friend, ask a mentor, ask a coach, ask a parent, ask an ally, ask your child, ask somebody who actually has the bandwidth and the wherewithal to know what accountability is and to provide it for you to help you make sure that you're still on track to check in with you. So maybe that looks like a weekly check-in. Maybe that looks like every time you check in, you put a date for your next check-in. And these check-ins could simply be sending a text message or making a quick phone call. And they could also be an hour-long meeting where they agree to sit down with you and go over your list and help you come to completion simply by being a loving presence, right? That's all that we really need to do for each other most of the time. Simply show up as a loving presence. So let's be clear with this project. This might not be easy for you. You might feel all kinds of things, all kinds of feelings, all kinds of resistance rise up to haunt you. You might very well hear a chorus of internal critics telling you how lame it is that you haven't finished this already, how much of a loser you are, how, how much you suck at finishing things, and how it's not even worth you bothering. And I want to say cancel, cancel, cancel those voices. This is where you get to delete those voices. You get to say, okay, critic, I hear you. Thank you very much. Pipe down. And then you get to invite in your inner cheerleader, your highest self to say, all right, I need a little pep talk here. Like I can do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can do this. And you can, you've got this. I believe that in order to be a masterful creator, I've got to be a masterful finisher. So this is where it starts. It starts here with getting clear on where we're avoiding the finish line and then creating a really strong, clear, easy, elegant, defined process for getting across that finish line. If you need a buddy, 
reach out to me. I'd love to hear what your project is, what the steps are, and when your deadline is. You can send me, uh, you can DM me on Instagram. That's what it's called, right? DM, yeah, direct message. I heard I'm not on Instagram very much, friends, but you can reach out to me there. I am in there a couple times a week at least at Britta Green Violet. You can also email me info at Britta Green Violet. And I would love, love, love to hear. Better yet, you could even take a photo or do a reel of your project. You could talk about it as a little post on Instagram. And then you could tag me. Ooh, that's even better. You know why? Because visibility, because accountability, because showing up and getting transparent with your people is the most powerful form of accountability. So I cannot wait to hear from you and hear how this project goes. And when I did that with my mastermind students, I got to tell you, they cleared all kinds of cobwebs in under 30 days. And it created such incredible momentum for the rest of the year ahead. So beloved, let's go. What creative cobwebs are you going to clean up? The song. This song is quite well known and very beloved by many people around the world because it is utilized in the kundalini yoga tradition to close classes. It is called Long Time Sun. And you may have heard of the song, you may have heard this song, you may have sung this song to close a kundalini yoga practice. And I practiced kundalini yoga for a number of years, and I still love the practice. I feel like I had a bit of a wobble with the practice after all of the allegations came out around Yogi Bhajan. And of course, I also firmly believe in not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And I know how amazing I feel after a kundalini yoga practice. So all that to say that Long Time Sun is a song that closes traditionally that practice and has been that way for several decades at least. And it was originally written by Mike Heron of the Incredible String Band, which apparently is a Scottish-based hippie folk band. In the 60s, they released an album, 1968 to be exact, called The Hangman's Beautiful Daughter. And this song that we know as Longtime Son is actually the final couplet of a much longer song, which is titled A Very Cellular Song. Now, a little bit of background on this. First of all, I, myself, all the times that I've ever practiced kundalini and sang along, I have always felt that Longtime Sun is almost sickly sweet. I Maybe you can feel me on this, maybe not. The lyrics are so beautiful. They're so simple and straightforward 
May the long-time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. And yet most of the arrangements of the song are very major chord, they're very sunshiny, I suppose you could say, and maybe simply I'll say that I really enjoy more of a contrast in my music. I really love the minor chords. So I've always had a little bit of a hard time really getting in to singing the song because it has felt challenging to my own musical affinity and proclivity, I suppose I could say. So one day, a number of years ago, Ben and I were sitting outside and we may or may not have ingested some psilocybin and we, I told him that I actually had this vision of writing an alternative to Longtime Sun because it's, it is such a beautiful prayer and a blessing. And yet I was really craving a, an arrangement that I could sing and feel really good about singing, feel like it was more authentic for me. And so he got out the guitar and on in beautiful sunlight, dappled through the trees with lots of laughter, we brought this song to life in our own flavor. So this version that you're going to hear is an original arrangement by Ben and Britta. And the other thing I want to say about it is that I decided to share it for this particular topic of creative cobwebs, because when I think about this idea of cobwebs in general, cobwebs typically are hidden away in the dark. And this idea of when we are procrastinating or when we've had a really hard time finishing a project or we kind of shove things in a corner, there is this sense of it being shrouded, of maybe shame building on it, maybe guilt building on it, right? All of these layers of stuff kind of start to build in our psyche, which again is exactly what happens with an actual cobweb, right? These layers of filament, these layers of matter start to build up, usually in dark, dusty corners. And what is the remedy to this? The remedy is shining light upon it, giving attention to it, cleaning it up. So my intention with this song as an integration for this episode and for this idea of creative cobwebs is to weave in this idea of shining light, bringing the warmth of the sun, the brightness of visibility, and even accountability to our projects, to our desk, to those places that we've been ignoring. And by shining light on those places, hopefully we are inspired and activated and ignited to cross the finish line. So this is original arrangement of Long Time Sun.
presence for your precious time and energy. You can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com. Until next time, may your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment, courage, curiosity, and awakening. This is The Sage and The Song signing off.